Hey there, folks. Showrunner Nigel here. I didn't think we would see this day, but here we are with a new episode released for World Audio Drama Day this year. This is a special episode that we've put out. We're not fully back yet, so you can expect maybe some other things other than feed drops on the feed before the end of the year with new episodes, hopefully, in 2024. We hope you enjoy. Also, at the end of the episode, there's a trailer for the upcoming show Before the Tone. So stick around for that. It's really good. I'm with that. I'm with the episode. Disappointing. Continued medical notes of Dr. Nocebo. Subject 117 continues to resist treatments. Skin around the chest cavity displays no signs of healing any of the lacerations inflicted during prior examinations. The removal and reinsertion of the liver seems to have absolutely no effect on the healing process. A more thorough dissection and examination of the Leshy's liver may turn up something, but I remain doubtful. I thought Aron was onto something there, but he was clearly wrong. <sighs> Subject 118. Huh. A slightly malnourished child of Terran, or similar descent. Somewhere in their ancestry, there may be some form of preternatural ancestry, as the forehead displays the beginnings of spiraled horns. Subject is currently held under sedation due to... raucous outbursts and repeated attempts to escape the facility. Note to self. Edit into individual recordings later. Commencing examination of Subject 118. Commencing primary incision on the upper right bicep. Good. Blood flow has not been slowed by the use of strong anesthetic, nor has it been noticeably thinned by its component chemicals. The doses were rather... Mm, rushed in our attempts to stop the subject from fleeing. I was afraid that we might lose the subject with so reckless a dose, but, well, we can't have word getting out about our little experiments here, now can we? Now commencing Y incision on subject's chest. Subject reacting to stimulus despite sedation. It is presently unclear whether this is due to their immune system processing it at a more rapid pace, or whether the stimulus of pain is processed through their nervous system differently to previous subjects. Incision complete. Beginning to open the chest cavity now. Oh, now this is interesting. Subject 118's ribcage seems to bear some form of runic inscriptions. The designs are primarily spiraled in nature, perhaps linked to the spiraled horns beginning to form on subject's forehead. I'll send this to our research team so they can be examined and compared with records of other scripts for a potential match. Good thing it's coming out anyway. Oh, you're waking up. Don't fight it. You're helping scientific progress. You should be grateful. Removing ribcage. Oh, hello. You're a pleasant surprise. Subject 118 is host to one of the small green crystalline spheres previously observed in past test subjects. The position of subject 118 sphere is different, however, this time appearing anterior to their pancreas. I'm going to attempt to remove the object. Oh, 
What do you want, Erebus? Can't you see I'm in the middle of something? Well, not anymore. This had better be important. I wouldn't have sought you out if it wasn't. I know how focused you get on your experiments. I nearly had it. Had what? One of the spheres. The growths. This was unlike any I'd seen before. Right there in Subject 118's chest. Hmm, I see. And where is it now? Gone. Shattered. It broke apart when you entered. Don't blame me for your- I'm not. None of the ones you found survived once its host expired. This one was no different. Hmm, a shame, I'm sure. How will you proceed? I'm not sure. Aron and I thought this was a lead. It seemed we were onto something, but now it's going to be all the more difficult to continue. Because the subject has expired. Do you know how hard it was to get this one? The Piper is especially proprietary about the children he picks. I don't know if he'll gift us another, especially given how short of a time we had this one. People across the world are beginning to notice all of the missing children. They're putting out broadcasts about them, and deals are being made to get them back. So, I'd rather not draw the Piper's ire onto us as well. That reminds me. Three minutes ago, so that's... Uh... Time of death for subject 118 logged at 11.17. Cause of death? Uncertain at present, although I suspect blood loss or shock from trauma received during examination to be the cause. Now, what do you want? Aron sent me to get you. There's been a development in the project. Don't see what that's got to do with me. Aron's playground is the mind. Mine is the flesh. He's found one. A story. Where? Hiding in a library in the Jade City. <laughs> a book in a library. <laughs> like it couldn't escape what it was. One of the ones you sent the hounds after? No. They're still at large. This one isn't from his collection. Although I heard one's been tracked down. Or at least one close to them. Then what's the point? Aron's got a new plaything, so what? That shouldn't mean I have to stop what I'm doing for it. It remembers the library. Why didn't you lead with that? You didn't exactly give me chance before you flew off into one of your rants. Really, you're insufferable. Where is it? Aron's just putting it into one of the tanks now. He sent me to get you. What does he want with me? I don't know. Not even sure it's to do with the story. Right, fine. Lead on. Not like I can do anything here now. Any progress on your end? Not well. No matter how I take them apart and put them back together, they won't animate. They just lie there on that bloody slab. Useless. Have you tried just passing a current through them? If only it were that simple. If you could just find what it is that holds that spark, that anima, then I'm sure it'll all go much easier. I seem to be having as much luck as you. All the time we've been here, and what have we to show for it? Nothing. Oh, come on. You sound like you don't enjoy what you do. I never said that. It's just, after all this time, you'd think that we'd have at least something to show for it. It all feels a bit... Pointless? Not exactly, but... Yeah. Yeah, actually. Pointless. 
I'd happily do these experiments in my spare time, but now that he wants them done, after gathering us all here, there's this pressure to deliver results. Ah, uh, you understand. Uto's having fun, it seems. I think she's working through something. She came back in a storm earlier, and she's been squirreled away in here for hours. I could hear the screams from my rooms downstairs. Best leave her to it, then. Hmm, yes. Let's. Did Iran tell you what he's planning to do with it? No, I just saw it. Happened to be passing by with a gurney on my way to the mortuary as it came in. He only explained the basics, then he sent me to get you. That's all I know. I don't like it. Something feels off. What do you mean? Iran would just get me himself if he needed me. He's too direct for the sort of dancing around. There's something else going on here. I just don't know what. Maybe he was just busy. Oh, come on. Even you don't believe that. Aron doesn't let personal involvements cloud his professional work and vice versa. It's that simple. You're right. Only one way to find out. <sighs> I can't vivisect the problem away, nor can you take it apart with. Sometimes you've just got to face things head on. You're truly a motivational speaker, Erebus. I can feel my life changing already. <sighs> yes, yes, I'm sure. Well, this is it. Enter. Good, you're both here. Erebus says you found a story. One that knows where to find the library. One of those is a fact and the other a conjecture, but yes. We picked it up when we were scouring the Jade City. So it doesn't know where to find the library. Then. Oh no, it does. But whether we can extract the information is the point. So, you've hooked it up to one of your little toys. To what? Watch it? See how it runs? Hope it gives up the information that way? Waste of resources, if you ask me. A waste? Uh, tell me, what results exactly have you achieved with any of your little investigations? What exactly have you to show for it, other than blood up to your elbows and a disdain for what I do? Start showing results, and I might drop the disdain. I could say the same for you. Let's not get distracted by inconsequential matters. Aron, I'm sure your vats are working well and accomplishing their tasks. My vats aren't merely working well. They are a monumental tribute to my work on the sentient mind. Entire worlds created by computers conjured up by nothing more than a mind in a saline solution. There are more ways than one to skin a cat, and not all of them involve slowly taking it apart with your hands. Nevertheless, it seems like we're beating about the bush. I presume you wanted us here for a reason. Just us, not any of the rest. It's something to do with what we're researching, isn't it? Yes. He's taken an interest in our work specifically. The, the Shrike's taken notice of us? <sighs> that is never... A good thing. No, it isn't. But why us three? Dissection, animation, simulation. Not really a lot of commonality between them. I think you're being very reductive. Wait, how do you know he's interested in us? He spoke to me. He... Not directly. He must still be up in his tower somewhere. No, this was some sort of remote projection. I lost my lunch in the corridors. Damn thing nearly bowled me over. It was like an explosion had gone off in my brain. What did the message say? Just our names. That's it. So, we don't even know if the interest is good or bad. Nope. Any longer of a message and I'm pretty sure I'd have started bleeding from my eyes. 
Or ended up a gibbering mess like the patient scenario tests on. Hmm. Should we expect a visit? I'm not sure. Have you ever seen him? I sure haven't. Once, in my first month here, he was going back through the door of his tower and I caught sight of him. I have no memory of the following week. I woke up in the convalescent ward of the medical wing with a whole week gone, just from a glimpse. I haven't either. But when I first started, I was working with Dr. Waramax down in the crematorium. Once a week, we'd go to the base of his tower and collect all the bodies he was uh, finished with. <sighs> you could barely recognize them as having once been alive. Some had been flayed, the bones breaking up through the pink of exposed flesh. Some had been savaged with teeth and claw marks, whole chunks and limbs missing, removed with a sharp bite or slash. Others had additional limbs and body parts sewn or joined where they shouldn't be. Faces transplanted to chests and backs. Ears grown onto the palms of hands, arms and legs joined to other joints. I'd never seen a being whose flesh was made entirely of teeth before then. Even now I'm not sure if it existed before it went into the tower. It's unclear whether it was feeding on them, or experimenting on them. <sighs> Maybe both. When we threw their bodies into the incinerator, it felt almost like a last kindness. Don't tell me you're doubting your commitment to the cause. <laughs> not at all. I'm happy to do whatever is asked of me, or whatever satiates my curiosity. But he unnerves me. So, what are we meant to do? What do you mean? About this situation. There's nothing we can do. It's taken an interest in us, and there's nothing we can do to change that that probably wouldn't end up with us being subjected to some form of horrible torture at the hands of our former colleagues. I still don't know why it's us. What we're doing that's interested him so much. Who can say what goes on inside his head? Simulated realities, learning by hijacking the mind of another, identity restructuring. Hmm. Uh, nothing, just talking to myself. Trying to puzzle it out. You both deal with what resides in the flesh while I deal with the mind. That's what I keep coming back to. Is the soul tied to the body, to the mind, something we've yet to perceive? <laughs> what if our souls are just programs downloaded from one of Iran's machines? You might be onto something there. I am. For once, yes. I don't follow. Unsurprising. Look, how about you dispense with the barbs and just tell us what you figured out? Fine, just think about it. Erebus, your research is into where exactly the soul resides, its composition, whether it can be dissected and transferred into other host bodies. What animates the living form? Yes. And Nocebo, your work tests the limits of the flesh, how much it can withstand before it breaks, how adaptable it can be constructing newer and better forms. This is all stuff we already knew. Everyone knows this. Is this really your grand breakthrough? Shut up. Just shut up and listen. These tanks are built to store, upload, download, and alter consciousness. It's the smallest tip of the iceberg of my work, but I believe it's germane. Put all those together and... He wants us to build him something. Life from nothing. Homunculi. The ultimate transgression. You almost sound pleased. Don't you see this as the ultimate challenge? To break the first taboo? No one has done this before. I'm not opposed to it, but I am wary of... Uh, oh, 
I don't know, contravening one of the most fundamental laws of creation. That's merely ethics. If the Shrike believes we can do it, then he must believe it's possible. And if it's possible, then we can achieve it. Objection. <laughs> Circular reasoning. I don't know. I'm with Iran on this one. It's our job to seek out answers, to understand what makes everything tick, no matter the cost or who stands in the way. This is an opportunity that won't come again. We can't afford to pass it up. So, Erebus, what do you say? Are you in or out? I'm in. If we can do it, I guess I should be part of it. Good. Good. So, what do we do now? Do we just go back to our work? I'm not sure, but I suspect we're going to have to clear out a long stretch of time for a project of this scale and magnitude. I'll finish up with the examinations I have now. It's just a couple of hearts on the slaps, nothing too pressing. I guess I'll hold off on trying to requisition another child from the Piper, then. That could take as long as this project is shaping up to be. Do I even want to know what happened to the last one? It passed away when I tried to remove one of those crystalline spheres from inside its chest cavity. Same as every other subject that held one of them, so don't blame me for it breaking. Maybe. Maybe that's where the soul is. That seems unlikely, as I don't possess one of your spheres, and I at least consider myself as having a soul. Ah, that does present a fly in the ointment. Still, you might be onto something. I suppose there is one way to find out what we want to know. How? Oh, why, that's easy. We can just ask someone who knows a place where all the answers in the multiverse lie. Perhaps it's time we take a visit to the library. The title of today's episode was The Harms That Pass Between Them. It was written by Nigel McKeown, with script editing by Alex Kingsley, Nigel McKeown, and Maddie Partsaval. It was directed by Alex Kingsley, and starred the voices of Sean Pellington as Dr. Erebus, Jamie Petronas as Dr. Nasibo, and Taylor Michaels as Dr. Aron. It was produced and scored by Polly Brow. Production assistance and transcription was done by Maddie Partsaval with special guest artwork done by Robert J. Knudsen of the Ghost Wax Podcast. If you like the show, you can follow us on Twitter at AmongStacks or on Tumblr at AmongTheStacksPodcast. You can visit our website, AmongTheStacksPodcast.com, for more information and transcripts. If you like the episode and want to discuss it with other like-minded people, you can find the link to our Discord server in the description. If you're on Spotify and listening there, you can also participate in the poll in the description of the episode to let us know what you thought directly. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. It means the world to us and helps us find other people who also might enjoy the show. And with that, a trailer for Before the Tone. Before the Tone comes from the same people who made Knave of Hearts. Before the Tone is an upcoming science fiction horror podcast following Mac, a woman who has just gotten a job as a CCTV operator at the increasingly suspicious Atlas Consulting. It takes the form of voicemails from Mac to her sister Daria. You can expect Before the Tone next year. And with that, on with the trailer. But until then, stay tuned, stay listening, and Sapere Aude. Hey, you've reached Daria. I'm not at the phone right now, so leave a message after the tone and I'll get back to you when I can. Hey Daria, it's Mac, your loving and long-suffering sister. Tell me, oh answering machine, when will your human counterpart answer my call? Call me back.
Okay, fine. I guess you won't be calling me back then. I really want to tell you about my day because I just had the most bizarre, isn't the right word, unsettling job interview. The building itself was just, man, something about it was deeply not right. It was as if the hallways were longer than they looked and unstable. It reminded me of having a new glasses prescription mess with my depth perception. And don't even get me started on the stairs. They were worse. And the interviewer, I, you know, I was going to describe her, but uh, thinking about it, I can't actually picture her too clearly right now. That being said, the pay is great. You know, Daria, being a CCTV operator is a lot more than watching cameras all night. It is also feeling weird talking to your coworkers who you are watching all night for pay. Uh, but I'd rather be doing the watching than being watched, right? There's someone following me. I, I, I don't know. He, he's been showing up places. My, my class, my glass studio. I don't. I'm not sure what to do. I don't. Something is wrong. Something's off. I... I don't know. Disclaimer. Nothing is what it seems. Not even the sound. Before the Tone is a psychological horror science fiction podcast produced by Nave of Hearts. We follow Mac as she begins to work at the increasingly suspicious Atlas Consulting. But be warned, we may not be the only ones following. This trailer has featured the voices of Anna Stein as Mac, Emma Johanna Puranen as Daria, and Rebecca Hansen in the credits. The music was made by Duck Edwards. The sound design and dialogue editing were done by Catherine Seaton. It was written and directed by Anna Stein. Thank you for listening, and be sure to support the Indiegogo campaign, link in the show notes. For updates and ominous messaging, find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Knave of Hearts AD.